Welcome to the 21 Day Mindset Reset Podcast. I am your host, Missy Henry. I'm a gym owner, a strength coach, a mom, a nutrition coach, and really just a person passionate about helping you win. So in season one, we had a 21 day overhaul on digging into your mindset, ripping the bandaid off. In season two, I dig a little bit deeper into the topics that I hear the most from clients. I've been coaching for more than 20 years and these topics come up again and again because they get in people's way. And so they may be getting in your way. So let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back. Last episode of season two. I feel like it flew by. I can't believe season two is done. Already (laughs) brainstorming ideas for season three. So I'm excited about that at least. But I don't know. I loved, I mean, I love all the topics that I talked about in season one and season two. But I wanted to save this one for last Because, man, this is something that, I don't know, things, all roads lead to this, I feel. You know, even when we've worked on a lot of the other things, this thing still holds people back. Or they are falling victim to this and they don't even realize it because they're doing the things. They're showing up to the gym they're showing up to their personal training session they're you know trying to eat healthy they're you know doing the things and what is the thing I'm talking about well it's comfort zone and like I said all roads lead to here and I bet you saw some similarities with some of the topics I discussed in season one and their crossover in some of the episodes of season two because all of these things are interconnected. But comfort zone really holds us back in all aspects of relationships, career, fitness, health, and... I want to talk about what that means so that if anything, hopefully after this episode, you can identify really where it may be holding you back in your health and fitness routine or towards your goals. Because like I said, it's something that if we're blissfully unaware or in denial, we may not realize how it's holding us back, especially if we're, you know, doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. And I'll talk about that in a second. But in life, we all have our own comfort zones. These are the places, routines, and habits that make us feel safe and secure. A lot of these were formed after childhood. We needed them. We needed spaces to feel safe and secure to get through a tough time, a scary time, a sad time, 
But as adults, we tend to avoid stepping out of these zones because it can be uncomfortable and even scary to try new things. We start asking, what if? Just the idea of doing something that scares us. You know, heart rate increases. Nervous system gets dysregulated. Ugh, it's, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good, right? And in a society that we like to mask feelings by doing things that just make us feel good and distract us, of course, it's hard to get out of our comfort zone. And if we're not even thinking about it, you're kind of skating through life just avoiding not feeling good. However, staying in our comfort zone is going to hold us back. It's going to hold us back from growth and opportunities. It's important to challenge ourselves and step outside those lines so that you can expand your own experiences, your knowledge, and just really expand what you're capable of or what you thought you were capable of. That's the cool thing about doing something new or kind of getting out of that zone. When we push ourselves past our comfort zone, like I said, we may feel anxious, nervous, scared. But it's important to remember that these feelings are normal and that we can learn and grow from these experiences. And again, see what we were really capable of. It's not just that those feelings are normal. We all have them. I don't know a single successful person that did not feel those things when they were trying something new, learning something new, going for a goal, working towards something that they were passionate about. Everybody that's lost over 100 pounds in the gym will probably tell you they were scared shitless the first day they walked in. And they thought, I can't do this. What are you doing? They did it anyway. And so I think sometimes when we experience those feelings, and this goes back to some of the self-talk stuff we talked about, it's easy to think that we're alone in that. That it's like, oh God, I'm scared. I'm anxious. Ugh, I don't feel good. It means I can't do it. And you think, oh God, all these other people are brave or I could never do something like that. no. They felt that way too. That's why those feelings are normal. It should feel scary. That's why it's called a comfort zone. Remember, we've established that as safe and secure. So now we got to get out of that. Of course, it's scary. Of course, it's scary. We don't know <laughs> if it's safe and secure in something new. We got to test the waters a little bit. So one way to test those waters or step out of your comfort zone is to start small. Try something new that is just slightly outside of your comfort zone. Kind of dip your toe in, so to speak. That could be something as taking a new route to work or trying a new food. Or, you know what, I'm going to add vegetables to dinner instead of attempting, you know, this masterful meal prep on day one. Little things. Then, as you become more comfortable with these small changes, you can gradually push yourself to try bigger challenges. We know this, right? We've talked about this with habit building. You don't want to change everything all at once. 
I mean, that's on the other end of the spectrum. That could be way too scary. And then we just can't stick with it. When we're trying these small little things, it also helps us gradually show us our capabilities because it's important to remember that failure is not a bad thing. And when we step out of our comfort zone, we may not always succeed at first, but it's about learning from these mistakes and then using them to grow and improve. So, you know, doing those little small things, kind of learning, getting better, like when you're learning a new skill, you know, a kid starts baseball or softball, they're not doing fast pitch right away. The ball's on a tee and they're going to fail. They're going to swing and they're going to miss and then they get better. And then we go to coach pitch, ideally someone that's putting the ball where it should be. And then now they're trying to hit a moving object and they're going to fail but then they're going to keep going and they'll get better. And then eventually their own players are going to be pitching to them. Well, now you got kids learning how to pitch. So that ball may not always be where it's supposed to be. And then now the batter is learning to adapt. You know, what's a ball? What's a strike? I can choose what I swing at and they're going to fail. They're going to swing and miss and then they'll get better. And then hitters get better. Pitchers get better. And you see where I'm going. But we're not going to put them in front of that fast pitch right away. So learning and growing from those little things. So that's comfort zones. You know this. So what are some examples of comfort zones in fitness and nutrition? I mean, that's why you're here. That's why you found this podcast. Well, I'm going to give you some examples. Hopefully... So that you can pinpoint maybe where you're experiencing a comfort zone and you might not even realize it. You might not even realize how it's holding you back. I have a nutrition client um, and we are working through some health issues, uh, learning how to eat healthier, learning how to manage type 2 diabetes, you know, all these things. And... Um, we were going through food logs the other day and she said, well, I like pickle sandwiches. I grew up on them. So I ate those all week. And then I was craving blank. And so then we eat that for a couple days. And then, well, we went here and they had hot dogs. So I had one of those. And we had a conversation where I said, you know, we can certainly have non-negotiables, which we talked about last episode. You're going to need things to help you balance. But I said to her, I want you to look at food as eating this way got me to where I'm at. And I know I want to change because I don't want to be on more medication. I want to manage my diabetes. I want to be healthier. I was like, you have to make the connection that eating the way that you've always eaten, even things you like, that's what got us here. So we got to change it. And no one had ever said that to her before. And then it became kind of an aha moment where she was like, I really am going to have to like learn 
you know, what's healthier and not just how I've always eaten. And I know that that seems like a odd example, but it's when we don't even realize or haven't accepted that we are what got us to where we're at or the actions or the choices that we're making, even if we like them, they make us feel good. They may not have gotten us to the healthiest place. And when we want to make a change, now we are going to have to make different choices that get us out of that comfort zone. She wants to manage her diabetes and be healthier. She doesn't want to be on additional medication, but she was still eating all the same things that she liked. She was choosing food based on her current comfort zone. She's got to step out of it if she wants to grow and get to the place that she wants to be. And that's just one example with food. Heck, I have a lot of adults that, oh, I don't eat vegetables. Ugh, they did not have a good childhood experience with vegetables. And I'm like, all vegetables, try them. They finally try some and realize well, your palate changes as an adult. Things taste a little bit different. And then, yeah, they found, you know, maybe they don't like most of them, but they found some that worked and were able to implement them into their diet. So comfort zones pop up like that. It's the ability to, but this is what I want. This is the growth I'm asking for. I can feel that resistance. I can feel it's hard to do the things I need to do. That's a comfort zone. So how can we step past that and gradually move towards that goal, that growth that we're wanting? In fitness, sometimes it's joining a gym. Stepping out of your comfort zone to join a gym. Sometimes it's stepping out of your comfort zone to just exercise in general. Not knowing what that feel like. Not knowing if you're going to be good at it. But the example that I'm going to give is even the person that's been going to the gym. They show up. They meet with their trainer. They go to class. They do it. But they've been doing it the same way they've been doing it for years. You know, oh, it's bicep curls. I'm going to grab the tens. We're squatting. I'm going to do the bar. All right, it's a 15-minute AMRAP. That's as many rounds as possible if you've never done an AMRAP before. But, you know, I'm I'm thirsty. I'm going to go walk to the water fountain. I'm going to come back. And you moved. You exercised. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you find yourself doing the things and hitting a plateau, ask yourself, am I being intentional with my workout? At my gym, we have, you know, days where it's prescribed to be a little bit heavier. There's some days that are a little bit lighter because of what we're doing. And I always tell my members, you know, are you listening to the coaches when we say, you know, grab something you're not used to? Are you doing it? When we say really push yourself to failure on this set, are you doing that? That's hard. And... 
it's really easy, even when you've achieved the habit of exercise, to not be intentional, to not lift heavy, to not admit or realize that, well, you've been lifting the same dumbbells or a kettlebell for the last six months. We're probably stronger now. So to get something out of that same movement, we got to lift heavier. Our body needs a new challenge to grow, just like our mind needs to be challenged to grow. It's the ability to not just show up, but then realize, you know, how your comfort zone's even affecting your current habits. Because yes, showing up to the gym is the hardest part, but are you intentional when you get there? And no, I'm not talking about every day. You've been sick, you're not feeling it. Yes, you always need to listen to your body, but it's the same thing as food. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be able to go ham balls to the wall every day in the gym, and you shouldn't because your body's going to be like, dude, let's not. But again, consistency. The majority of the time, are you listening to your coach or trainer and pushing the weight? Are you focusing on full range of motion? Or are your squats getting shallower and shallower because your quads are getting tired? Did you push for those last six reps? Or did you start cleaning up your workout 10 seconds before the clock buzzed? It's those little things. I call those things getting all the way to the line. Growing up playing sports, I have done hundreds, thousands of suicide sprints. Where you line up, you get a sprint to the line and back, sometimes multiple lines, and it felt like we did these for hours. We would do those for conditioning. We would do them for punishment. And if there's one line that I remember from conditioning, it was get all the way to the line or we're starting over. And it was this emphasis on if you're going to do it, don't cheat. Do it right. If you're going to put in the work, put in the work. Get all the way to the line. And I noticed that stuff as a coach. And like I said, no judgment. We all have those days. There are days where I'm like, you know what? I'm done with wall balls. I can't do all these. I'm moving on. But consistently ask yourself, are you getting all the way to the line? Or are you cutting it short? Are you lifting the 15s when you could have lifted the 20s. One of my favorite aha moments with a member, a longtime member um, in one of my classes, we had a workout that was, you know, a lot of dumbbell thrusters. That's where your dumbbells are kind of up on your shoulders and you're squatting and then going into a full press overhead as you stand. And the challenge was to do it at a weight um, that was fairly heavy, which means that you were going to have to break it up and fight through it. This person finished in seven minutes and everyone in the class was still working. And she had asked me what weight to do. Um, and I had recommended something a little bit heavier than what she had. And she goes, oh, God, there's no way. There's no way. And I laughed. I said, okay. See how it feels, but, you know, try to go heavier. If you're doing too many reps in a row, that shows you can go heavier. 
well, as soon as she was done, she came up to me and goes, oh, see, there's no way. See, I barely finished that. There's, I, there's no way I could have done the weight you wanted me to do. And I said, okay. I said, but look around. And she did. And I said, everyone's still working. And she goes, okay. And I said, well, you could have done it. It would have just taken you a couple minutes longer because you would have just needed a couple more breathers. And she kind of looked at me and goes, oh my God, you're right. She goes, why did I think I couldn't do it? And I said, because sometimes we think I just need to get the work done or I just need to get it done fast instead of how can I do it right or how can I do it based on this intensity I'm supposed to do it or how can I challenge myself? It's the same thing we see when people's form goes and then yet they just keep going. They know they're not moving in good form, but then somehow they move faster because their objective is I just got to get the reps done instead of I have to do them correctly. That's a comfort zone. It's being uncomfortable. Lifting more weight is hard. It is uncomfortable. Pushing for a couple more reps at the end of a workout and not stopping early is uncomfortable. Sticking out the 30 minutes that you set to do on the step mill instead of quitting at 12 because you're tired. That's uncomfortable. But it's the ability to step out of the comfort zone is how we grow, we keep getting stronger, and we keep improving. Whether you're new in health and fitness or you've been doing it for a while, comfort zones affect us the same. We always need to push to grow. So when things start to get easy, that's when we know, okay, I'm stronger. I got to do a little more. I got to be intentional. Sometimes it's even paying attention to, am I even sweating when I do this? That could be your walk, for instance. Maybe you bumped up your 30-minute walks to 45 minutes. But then you're not really sweating. You're not as out of breath. Well, pick up the pace. Walk faster. Pick a route that has some hills. There are so many ways to challenge ourselves, but it's being aware when you feel stuck, when you feel unfulfilled, when something's easy, you're likely in a comfort zone. So try stepping out of it. Challenge yourself to try something new, pick a new goal, pick those heavier weights. You never know what is waiting for you on the other side. And I think the cool thing is that you are capable. And it's the comfort zone that tells you to stay safe because we assume that we can't do whatever is out there. Well, you can do it. And I'm telling you right now, going after those things, like showing yourself what you're actually capable of doing, that's way more fulfilling than just stepping on the scale and losing a couple pounds.
you know, seeing the look on somebody's face when they land that box jump for the first time. And they swore up and down they would never even try. So just think. Where are you feeling super safe and cozy in your life towards your goals? Maybe it's time to challenge yourself. And that's hard. It takes mental toughness. It's uncomfortable. That's the point. But the next time something was hard, I want you to stay there. Because when it's challenging, you're growing. You're getting stronger. And that's a good thing. So next time you're sprinting those lines or <laughs> of life, those suicide sprints of life, I want you to get all the way to the line. Don't cut it short. If you're going to do it, be intentional and do it right. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast, this episode, and season two. Hope that you join us back for season three. More info to come on that as we take a break for the summer. But you can find me at CoachMissy17 on Instagram and at MissyHenry.com. Um, if you're in the Omaha, Nebraska area, I'd love to see you at Edgebody Bootcamp Omaha. So head to the website, sign up for a free trial, come see us. And online kind of courses um, for nutrition are coming soon. As I fill up with nutrition clients, I want to still reach more people. So head to Instagram, stay in the loop. And if you think this podcast was beneficial for you, send it to a friend. That would mean the world to me. And leave a review. Um, have a great day. And if you miss some episodes, go back and check them out. That's a wrap, guys. See you next time. Well, that is all I have for you this week. But remember, when you think about quitting, think about why you started. I hope this podcast is helping you. And if it is, I would love it if you would refer a friend, send it to somebody that you think needs it, and please tag me along in your health and fitness journey. I would love to see how it's going for you. You can find me at, at CoachMissy17 on Instagram or at CoachMissy on TikTok. If you would like more information on coaching with me, or future online courses before they launch, please head to missyhenry.com. Life is full of heavy lifting, and I'm here to help you along the way because you are strong enough. Don't forget that. So go create the life and health you've always wanted.